Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Law School of America. Stalking is unwanted and or repeated surveillance by an individual or group toward another person. Stalking behaviors are interrelated to harassment and intimidation and may include following the victim in person or monitoring them. The term stalking is used with some differing definitions in psychiatry and psychology, as well as in some legal jurisdictions as a term for a criminal offense. According to a 2002 report by the U.S. National Center for Victims of Crime, Virtually any unwanted contact between two people that directly or indirectly communicates a threat or places the victim in fear can be considered stalking, although in practice the legal standard is usually somewhat stricter. Definitions In 1995 a research paper titled Stalking Strangers and Lovers was among the first to use the term stalking to describe the common occurrence of males after a breakup who aggressively pursue their female former partner. Prior to that paper instead of the term stalking, people more commonly use the terms female harassment obsessive following or psychological rape. The difficulties associated with defining this term exactly, or defining it at all, are well documented. Having been used since at least the 16th century to refer to a prowler or a poacher, Oxford English Dictionary, the term stalker was initially used by media in the 20th century to describe people who pester and harass others, initially with specific reference to the harassment of celebrities by strangers who were described as being obsessed. This use of the word appears to have been coined by the tabloid press in the United States. With time, the meaning of stalking changed and incorporated individuals being harassed by their former partners. Pate and Mullen describe stalking as a constellation of behaviors in which an individual inflicts upon another repeated unwanted intrusions and communications. Stalking can be defined as the willful and repeated following, watching or harassing of another person. Unlike other crimes, which usually involve one act, Stalking is a series of actions that occur over a period of time. Although stalking is illegal in most areas of the world, some of the actions that contribute to stalking may be legal, such as gathering information, calling someone on the phone, texting, sending gifts, emailing, or instant messaging. They become illegal when they breach the legal definition of harassment. For example, an action such as sending a text is not usually illegal, but is illegal when frequently repeated to an unwilling recipient. In fact, United Kingdom law states the incident only has to happen twice when the harasser should be aware their behavior is unacceptable. For example, two phone calls to a stranger, two gifts, following the victim then phoning them, etc. Cultural norms and meaning affect the way stalking is defined. Scholars note that the majority of men and women admit engaging in various stalking-like behaviors following a breakup, but stop such behaviors over time suggesting that engagement in low levels of unwanted pursuit behaviors for a relatively short amount of time, particularly in the context of a relationship breakup, may be normative for heterosexual dating relationships occurring within U.S. culture. Psychology and Behaviors People characterized as stalkers may be accused of having a mistaken belief that another person loves them, erotomania, or that they need rescuing. Stalking can consist of an accumulation of a series of actions which, by themselves, can be legal, such as calling on the phone, sending gifts, or sending emails. Stalkers may use overt and covert intimidation, threats and violence to frighten their victims. They may engage in vandalism and property damage or make physical attacks that are meant to frighten. Less common are sexual assaults. Intimate partner stalkers are the most dangerous type. In the UK, 
For example, most stalkers are former partners and evidence indicates that mental illness facilitated stalking propagated in the media accounts for only a minority of cases of alleged stalking. A UK Home Office research study on the use of the Protection from Harassment Act stated, the study found that the Protection from Harassment Act is being used to deal with a variety of behaviors such as domestic and inter-neighbor disputes. It is rarely used for stalking as portrayed by the media since only a small minority of cases in the survey involve such behavior. Psychological effects on victims. Disruptions in daily life necessary to escape the stalker, including changes in employment, residence and phone numbers, take a toll on the victim's well-being and may lead to a sense of isolation. According to Lambert Royackers, stalking is a form of mental assault, in which the perpetrator repeatedly, unwantedly, and disruptively breaks into the life world of the victim, with whom they have no relationship, or no longer have. Moreover, the separated acts that make up the intrusion cannot by themselves cause the mental abuse, but taken together, cumulative effect. Stalking as a close relationship. Stalking has also been described as a form of close relationship between the parties, albeit a disjunctive one where the two participants have opposing goals rather than cooperative goals. One participant, often a woman, likely wishes to end the relationship entirely, but may find herself unable to easily do so. The other participant, often but not always a man, wishes to escalate the relationship. It has been described as a close relationship because the duration, frequency, and intensity of contact may rival that of a more traditional conjunctive dating relationship. Types of victims. Based on work with stalking victims for eight years in Australia, Mullen and Pate identified different types of stalking victims dependent on their previous relationship to the stalker. These are prior intimates, victims who had been in a previous intimate relationship with their stalker. In the article, Mullen and Pate describe this as being the largest category, the most common victim profile being a woman who has previously shared an intimate relationship with her, usually, male stalker. These victims are more likely to be exposed to violence being enacted by their stalker especially if the stalker had a criminal past. In addition, victims who have date stalkers are less likely to experience violence by their stalkers. A date stalker is considered an individual who had an intimate relationship with the victim but it was short-lived. Casual acquaintances and friends, among male stalking victims, most are part of this category. This category of victims also includes neighbor stalking. This may result in the victim's change of residence. Professional contacts, these are victims who have been stalked by patients, clients, or students who they have had a professional relationship with. Certain professions such as healthcare providers, teachers, and lawyers are at a higher risk for stalking. Workplace contacts, the stalkers of these victims tend to visit them in their workplace which means that they are either an employer, employee, or a customer. When victims have stalkers coming to their workplace, this poses a threat not only to the victim's safety but to the safety of other individuals as well. Strangers, these victims are typically unaware of how their stalkers began stalking because typically these stalkers form a sense of admiration for their victims from a distance. The famous, most of these victims are individuals who are portrayed heavily on media outlets but can also include individuals such as politicians and athletes. Gender. According to one study, women often target other women, whereas men primarily stalk women. A January 2009 report from the United States Department of Justice reports that males were as likely to report being stalked by a male as a female offender. 43% of male stalking victims stated that the offender was female, while 41% of male victims stated that the offender was another male. Female victims of stalking were significantly more likely to be stalked by a male, 67%, rather than a female, 24%, offender. This report provides considerable data by gender and race about both stalking and harassment, 
obtained via the 2006 Supplemental Victimization Survey, SVS, by the U.S. Census Bureau for the U.S. Department of Justice. In an article in the journal Sex Roles, Jennifer Langhenrickson Rowling discusses how gender plays a role in the difference between stalkers and victims. She says, gender is associated with the types of emotional reactions that are experienced by recipients of stalking-related events, including the degree of fear experienced by the victim. In addition, she hypothesizes that gender may also affect how police handle a case of stalking, how the victim copes with the situation, and how the stalker might view their behavior. She discusses how victims might view certain forms of stalking as normal because of gender socialization influences on the acceptability of certain behaviors. She emphasizes that in the United Kingdom, Australia, and the United States, strangers are considered more dangerous when it comes to stalking than a former partner. Media also plays an important role due to portrayals of male stalking behavior as acceptable, influencing men into thinking it is normal. Since gender roles are socially constructed, sometimes men don't report stalking. She also mentions coercive control theory. Future research will be needed to determine if this theory can predict how changes in social structures and gender-specific norms will result in variations in rates of stalking for men versus women over time in the United States and across the world. The Law School of America The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution, Share Alike License. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America